The following is a King's Chapel, Alaska presentation with Pastor Daniel Bracken. Our passions making disciples of Jesus Christ who fulfill God's call and help us be the personal, powerful, permeating church God's called us to be. For more information, visit kcalaska.com or find us on Facebook. Here's Pastor Daniel. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Well, going to look at a passage out of the book of Job. I want you to say with me, uh, before we look at that passage, say, God, God. is an awesome God. Awesome God. Come on, say it again. Say, my God, my God. is an awesome God. He truly is. Job chapter 26. And uh, no notes for you, but I hope that you would take them. I purposely uh, did not construct notes for the congregation this morning because I wanted the freedom to depart from them. This morning, I'm going to endeavor by the Holy Ghost to build your faith and to repristinate the word awesome. Because how many of you know if God's awesome, that fresh powder on the mountain that you were snowboarding on is not awesome. If God is awesome, how many of you know then your truck isn't? These two different definitions. If God is awesome, how many of you know that huge fish that you caught, as big as it might have been, is not awesome? Job 26. Say repristine. What does that mean? To restore to the original state or condition. To repristine. The word awesome should only be used for God. Job 26. If you would find verse 5, and we will read through the close of that chapter. The dead are in deep anguish, those beneath the waters and all that live in them. Death is naked before God. Destruction lies uncovered. He spreads out the northern skies over empty space. He suspends the earth over nothing. He wraps up the waters in his clouds, and yet the clouds do not burst under their weight. He covers the face of the full moon, spreads his clouds over it. He marks out the horizon on the face of the waters for a boundary between light and darkness. The pillars of the heavens quake against his rebuke. And by his power, he churned up the sea. By his wisdom, he cut Rahab to pieces. By his breath, the skies became fair. His hand pierced a gliding serpent. And these, everybody say, and these. And these are but the outer fringe of his works. How faint... The whisper we hear of him, who then can understand the thunder of his power? 
Heavenly Father, today we stand before you in awe of your goodness. How you sovereignly come and do what you want, when you want to, whoever you want to. And your word that's a lamp unto a feet of light upon our path, heaven and earth will pass away. But your word, O God, will remain, will endure forever. And so, Lord, now at the preaching of this very simple message, I pray and ask that you would impact all of our hearts. Come on, put your hand on your heart and ask God to talk to you. Talk to us, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Those final verses there in the the ones that we read, it says these are the outer fringes of his ways. I remember when I was a kid back in the 70s, we used to take our jeans and, and... and cut them off with a pair of scissors. You know, it was t- when his summer came, spring came, we just wore cutoffs. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? He said cutoffs, and you remember the fringes that, that hang down? So Job's talking about creation. He's talking about these things in creation, and he says that these are, one version says, they're mere fringes. The fringes of his ways. So when you look at the moon and the stars and you see creation and now we have the Hubble telescope and different things, fringes, these are only the fringes of his ways. And if these are the fringes of his ways, you have to ask, I wonder what his ways are. In the book of Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 14... It talks about the Holy Spirit being a deposit. Deposit. You ever bought a ever bought a house? You put a deposit down. You ever bought a truck or a car? You put a deposit down. You ever held something at a store and maybe you put a, a, a deposit? So the deposit holds it for you, but it's not the whole thing. Here we go. Verse 14. Talking of the Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance into the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of the glory. The Holy Spirit has been given to us as a deposit. The word deposit there is Arabon. It's, it's earnest money. How many of you know what earnest money is? I love what Simon J. Kissed maker says, he says, God has given us the Holy Spirit as a deposit, a first installment. Now, by saying the first installment means that there's other installments to come. We have the assurance that after the initial deposit, a subsequent installment follows. If the Holy Spirit is just a deposit, or can we say it this way in relation to Job? A fringe of what's coming. Can you imagine? Can you imagine what's coming? So I'm not sure what you're talking about. Well, you know, in the last service, there was people that that weren't standing. There was people that were weeping. I, I was undone. What do you mean undone? I mean, you know, we, we, we kind of have a sense of where the Holy Spirit's leading us and there's order to the service, but there's times when it comes what's called, I call, a holy chaos. In other words, he comes and he's just blankets the place. And it's not like any man is leading any service. Of course, we're here 
making sure nobody barks like a dog and it doesn't get weird. But there was a, a great release of his power. And that's just a, a deposit. It's not the whole thing. It's just a, a foretaste, just a taste. Creation is just a, the fringes of his ways. Let's talk about what we can see. The sun, for instance. The sun is uh, amazing. It's the most significant expression in our solar system. Uh, the definition, here, let me read it to you. The sun is a star, a self-luminous celestial body consisting of masses of gas held together by its own gravity in which energy generated by the nuclear reactions in the interior is balanced by the outflow of energy to the surface. The sun. Diameter of the sun is 1,392,000 kilometers. The sun is huge. They, they say at its core, the temperature is 15 million degrees Celsius. The, the, the guy who measured it is no longer alive. 15 million degrees. At the sun's core, hydrogen is being fused to form helium by nuclear fusion process. The energy created by this process radiates out up to the visible boundary of the sun and then off into space. It radiates into space in the form of heat and light. The sun is so massive that it has its, this gravitational pull on everything in our solar system. And it's because of the sun's gravitational pull that the earth actually orbits the sun. He made it. He, he, he made the sun. The sun. It's a medium-sized star. It's called a yellow dwarf. It's not even big when you look at actually all of creation, the universe out there, it's not even a big star, a yellow dwarf. You say, well, I'm a little confused. It's like, it's like when I was riding in the back of the Chrysler with my father and I said, Dad, you know, I bit the apple, I was eating the apple and I didn't want the whole thing. I was a small boy. And so I put it down, and I, I didn't finish it, and now it's brown. Why is the apple brown, Dad? He says, well, son, when you remove the outer aspect of the apple, it starts an oxidative process, and it changes the color of the apple. I said, Dad, are you still talking to me? <laughs> what is oxidation? I mean, <laughs> creation is just the fringes of his ways. It's not even, it's not even his ways. It just speaks of the fact that there actually is a God, says Romans. And we ask God if he understands our problems. I'm thinking if he gave us an explanation, we might not understand it. Come on, someone say, my God. He's an awesome God. The Bible tells us that God is light. Wow, God is light. The Milky Way galaxy of which we are a part of is 150,000 light years across. One light year is the distance that light can travel in a year in a vacuum. It's 5.8 trillion miles. I don't have a framework for really understanding how, how far, how vast 
that is. The Andromeda galaxy is 2.3 million miles light away. Million light years, pardon me. 2.3 million light years away. That's far. Our God is an awesome, he's an awesome God. Psalm 147 says, praise the Lord. How good it is to sing praises to our God. How pleasant and fitting to praise him. The Lord builds up Jerusalem. He gathers the exiles of Israel. Somebody say amen. Amen. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. He determines the number of the stars and calls them by name. He knows every star by name. By name. He says to Abraham, he brings him out, and he says, look at the stars. More numerable will your descendants be than the stars of the sky. Now, our galaxy, 150 million light years across, a light year is the distance light travels in a vacuum in a year, 5.88 trillion miles. And our galaxy is one of 100 billion galaxies that we know of, and they are just discovering more. Our God is an awesome God. Just in our galaxy, some have said that there's a million trillion stars. Now, this is just with the limitation of what they can actually observe. In other words, this is what they can actually observe. So that, that there's a, a, a million, 10 million trillion stars in space. So if each person on the planet was given, if you divide all the stars just in our galaxy, every person would get 2 trillion stars. So i give you a little perspective. That's just space. Let's talk about uh, Earth. 71% of the Earth is covered with water. 71% is covered with water. Amazing. 71%. And we don't even know, <laughs> we don't even know what's out there. The average depth of the ocean is 16,000 feet deep. Average depth. Depth. That means from ankle deep of where you're standing to the Marianas Trench, you take an average of all the ocean, 71% of the earth, 16,000. That's just the earth, 16,000 feet deep. That's deep. Wow. Thunder. One version says in Job's, the thunder is a mere whisper. Average thunderstorm can create 20 kilotons of energy. Average, that's not a big one. That's an average thunderstorm, thunder and lightning, 20 kiloton, how many, 20 kiloton nuclear warhead, you know what that is, so average storm. A big storm can produce 100 times much that energy. In fact, Voltaire, how many of you know who Voltaire is? Voltaire is arguably the most famous atheist in all, in all of time. While standing in the midst of a thunder and lightning storm, he was recorded to say, you know, there could be a God. 
One bolt of lightning, just one. Everybody say one bolt. One bolt of lightning can produce the electrical needs of a, of, uh, a city of 100,000 for four years. One. One bolt of lightning can produce enough energy for a city of 100,000 for four years. I read that. I don't know if it's true. I need to research it out, but it's interesting little fact. And these are the mere fringes. These aren't his ways. These aren't even him. These are just the fringes. If you would look at the fringes of my cutoff shorts when I was 10 years old at the beach, you would see blue and white thread. If you look at the fringes of a beautiful garment, let me borrow your, may I borrow that? Now this, these colors don't come all the way down to the fringe, but if, if you were to look at just the edges of the garment, you would see purples, and if you just couldn't see, it's, it's, it's beautiful, right? Night, wonderful colors. But if you couldn't see the whole thing, and all you could see is just the fringes of the colors coming down, that's what we're looking at. That's what thunder is. That's, that's what the sun is. That's what, that's what the, the, the universe, the, the Milky Way, all of these things, they're just fringes. They're, they're, not even the, they're not even the entirety of who God is. They just point to the fact that there is one, and they're, they're mere fringes, the mere edges of his ways. Come on, say it with me. Our God, Our God. is an awesome an awesome god they say that a butterfly when it flaps its wings in the amazon actually affects things in the universe that's what scientists say is that possible yeah sure can i see that other picture of the butterfly oh that's nice fringes of his ways. Ephesians 1.18, that the eyes of your heart, of your understanding may be enlightened, that you may know the hope of your calling, what is his, the riches of his glorious inheritance of the saints, in the saints, and his exceedingly great power for us who believe. That power is like when he worked his mighty strength when he raised his son from the dead. The power of God. These are just fringes, lightning, thunder, the sun, the moon, and the stars. What is manful, man that thou art mindful of him? In Psalm 8, it says, the son of man that you would care for him, yet you set him a little bit below the angels. You've, you've crowned him with glory and honor. We are the most significant thing in all of creation. Human beings made actually in the image of God. And God so loved the world that he sent his one and only son. We, we don't even understand what love is. For God so loved the world. We don't even know what so love is. <laughs> Hebrews says the builder of the house is greater than the house. Turn to Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 40, if you would. Come on, say, my God, my God. is an awesome God. Say, there's none like him in heaven or on the earth. And he loves me. Isaiah chapter 40. 
Go down to verse 25. Oh, no, my bad. Let's go verse 21. Have you not known? Have you not heard? Hath it not been told to you from the beginning? Have ye not understood from the foundations of the earth? It is he that sitteth above the circle of the earth, and the inhabitants thereof are like grasshoppers that stretch out the heavens as a curtain and spreadeth them out as a tent who dwell therein, that bringeth the princes to nothing and maketh the judges of the earth as vanity. Yea, they have not been planted. Yea, they have not been sown. Yea, their stock hath not taken root in the earth. Moreover, he bloweth upon them and they wither. And the whirlwind takes them, takes away the stubble. To whom will you liken me, says the Lord, that I should be equal to him, saith the Holy One. Lift up your eyes on high and see who hath created these to bring out their starry host by number. He hath called them all by name, by the greatness of his might, and for that he is strong in power, no one is lacking. Why sayest thou, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel, my way is hidden from Jehovah, and justice due me is passing away from my God? Has thou not known, has thou not heard, that the everlasting God, Jehovah, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is he weary. There is no searching of his understanding. He gives power to the faint, and to him that has no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Our God is an awesome God, and he knows where you are, and he knows what you're going through. He knows how to raise the dead. He knows how to heal the sick. He knows how to set the, set the captives free. Our God is an awesome God. Can you say amen? There's no one like him. None can compare to him. There was a song written, what if God was a, one like us, a slob just like us? What are you talking about, you moron? He's not like you. But we are like him. But we are not him. He's an awesome God. The word says that that God is light. The word says that at the entrance of his word, there's light. My goodness. Come on, someone say, God loves me. He does. I've shared this next illustration before. It's true. Northern California. In a revival meeting. A man got touched by the Spirit of God, and he was lying out, as happens to some here in this house. He was lying on the floor. The meeting continued on, and the preacher preached, and the choir sang, and it's a powerful demonstration of his spirit. And this man sat straight up in the middle of the altar, interrupted everything, and said, Yay, my children, I love you, a Google to the tenth power. And he went back down out in the spirit. He said it in the spirit and went back in the spirit. And people were like, a Google? This, now, this is before Google. 
Google got their name from what actually a Google is. Yea, I love you, a Google to the 10th power. How many of you know what a Google is? And I'm not talking about the search engine. A Google is a mathematical term coined by a man, uh, my uh, Ed Kasner, I believe. Let me look, let me look. Edward Kasner. Milton Serrata, a nine-year-old, is in 1920. Edward Kasner, writing a book on math. <laughs> Jesus, I know I'd never write a book like that. <laughs> He's writing a book on, book on math, and he says, um, Milt, yeah? Give me a name for a really big number. Uh, Google. Okay, Google. And he, that's, that's what happened. A Google is in the same order of magnitude as the, the factorial of 70. Let me read it to you. <laughs> a Google can be written. Well, I, I, I can't even, you can't even, I mean, how many zeros is that? Let me give you the English. In English, a number would be 10 duo trig trillion. Yeah, 10 duo, D O D U O T R I G I N T I L L I O N. So a Google, that's a Google, a Google to the 10th power. You probably don't have enough paper to write that out. And you can Google what a Google is. G-O-O-G-O-L, spelled a little bit differently. Come on, say, wow. So, God so loves you. We have no clue what so is. We have no idea what big actually is. These are just the fringes of his ways. These are the fringes. These are the fringes. These are the fringes of his ways. Just the fringes. What are his ways? We don't understand how much God loves us. And we say, God, do you know where I am? Do you know what I'm going through? We can study creation and we can look at things and just be blown away, but then we don't even understand our own significance in the midst of it. You're the apple of his eye. You're the object of his love. Some of you are fighting against God. My daughter said a profound thing this morning. 
She's been in the presence of the Lord writing music for about two days. She walked into the room uh, the other day and she's, she's special, of course, but we're all special. Hello. She walked in the room and I was so tired, but when she walked in the room, I was like, man, Jesus, I felt the Holy Spirit increase. And I looked and there's my daughter. I'm thinking, hey, she looked at me. And the Bible says in the book of Isaiah that those who look to him are radiant and she was radiant. I said, hey, come here, come here. She's like, what? You know, what do you want? I said, man, you got Jesus on you. She said, praise the Lord. This morning she said in the front, she said, um, when you're in the presence of God, things change. When you spend a lot of time in the presence, things change. We're so busy that we oftentimes miss what he's saying, what he's doing. We're so busy and we don't always feel an impact upon our heart about how how much he loves you. Yea, my children, I love you a Google to the 10th power. I've said this before, but I just like the illustration. If you would just take your life and put it in in his hand, Put your hand in the hand of the man who healed the waters. You don't know that one. (laughs) Put your hand in the hand of the man from Galilee. You know that one? No, that's not not it. (laughs) How many of you know that song? Great, you're over 40. Praise the Lord. You just put your life, put your life in the one who made everything. Put your life in the hand of of the man. Because if you don't yield to him, you don't submit to him, then he can't use you the way he wants to. And he wants to use you as a trophy of his grace. He wants to use you as an expression of his goodness to a lost and a dying world. He wants to use you to speak words of kindness and love. He wants to follow these with signs and wonders that lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. He wants you to be his ambassador. He wants you to be his minister of reconciliation. He wants you to be his expression of the kingdom in the earth. He wants you to be like that, but we oftentimes are so worried about things, so confused about, oh, I just wonder, Lord, do you even know where I am? I mean, he he has planets that don't crash into each other. He suspends the earth in nothing. Why? Because he's awesome. My God is an awesome God. But if you don't put your hand, you don't put your life in his hands and he can't do his awesome through you. Just all depends on whose hand you're in. I'm not much of a golfer. I enjoy golfing. Not very good. It could be a game of frustration. It's also a game of new beginnings because at every time you get another hole, you got 18 new chances. (laughs) 
I have shanked more balls and done more messed up shots. I remember when I was a kid, I was, went to a boarding school and uh, we would hit golf balls over what is called Johnson Dorm. And I would take a one wood, tee up on a hill and just smash that thing over the dorm and then over the highway into the field that was below. And uh, they found out that we were hitting balls over the dorm. And, you know, occasionally we'd hit the dorm. You know what I'm, you know, I mean, right? So, semi-dangerous if it went through the window with little kids studying in there in his little room with a ball going a thousand miles an hour. <laughs> Probably not that fast, but fast. And they made an announcement in chapel. They said, no more golfing behind the chapel, which is where our little tee-off homemade was and hitting over the door no more because if you hit somebody they're going to get hurt and furthermore this stained glass window and he then put his hand like this and this stained glass window is this huge stained glass window is worth hundreds of thousands of dollars and if you hit the stained glass window you could break it and you and your parents will be responsible for the window I thought I put a little bit of edge in the game then. You know what I mean? Anybody know what I'm talking about? I thought, boy, I'd be better than... It just makes it a little bit more exciting, you know? I've never hit it yet. I mean, come on. That's where you got to really curve one to hit the window. So I get out there, and, uh, you know, I'm hitting some balls. I don't know about you. I was kind of rebellious. So, so I get up there, and I got, a, I got a, 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 an iron... Got a three iron, as I recall. I put my ball, I teed my ball up, and three iron. Windows this way. I shanked that thing so hard. I have never, still to this day, never seen a golf ball curve that much. It curved left, and, and as it was, I mean, I was just like, ah! And it hit the window. It hit a piece of lead hit just a little piece of lead in the window and bounced off. <laughs> Our God is an awesome, <laughs> an awesome God. A golf club in my hand might have been an accident with my parents having to pay. A golf club in the hands of Tiger Wood would have been, well, PGA Tours. I don't know who's the number one golfer these days, but Nike contracts and so on and so forth. It just depends on whose club the hand is in. You know what I'm saying? Same thing with a baseball bat. I strike out most times. Occasionally I'll connect and hit a good, good ball. But, you know, you put a bat in the hand of, I don't know, give me a baseball player. Ken Griffey Jr. Is he still around? <laughs> he can hit the ball. So could his dad. How about, how about a basketball? Put a basketball in my hand. Not so good. It's probably my worst sport. Come on, put the basketball in Nick's hand back there. Put a basketball in the, in, in the hand of Michael Jordan. How about that? I made a chicken coop. I have 22 chickens. I'm closing, by the way. I made a chicken coop, and uh, it was 
it was a little microcosm of building the church for me. <laughs> I'm serious. Because I, you know, I thought, man, I'm, I'm going to be a part of building this church, our new church building. Amen. And the Lord is dealing with me about my role in it. And so I just felt like, man, I'm going to build a chicken coop and it's going to be like the Tajma chicken. Amen. Be like, I should say St. Sophia's chicken coop is what I should say. <laughs> we'll leave the, leave Islam out of it. Amen. And so I was going to make this chicken coop. Man, I'm going to tell you something. That was the most twisted, messed up, you know. I mean, it was, it was literally twisted. I mean, you, you, you stand in my driveway and you look at it and you're like, I had, I had Rex come over. He brought a level and set me free. I called John, one of, one of the contractors of the church. I said, dude, you got to come over here and you got to help me because this thing's really jacked. And, and somehow I was able to finish it, but you know, praise the Lord, it's not for sale and I'm not being judged at the, you know, for my craftsmanship on my chicken coop. And it was just like the Lord saying, yes, son, you're not going to be swinging a hammer or anything. I go, okay, amen, God, praise God, hallelujah. I smashed my, I smashed my thumb more times doing that. I cut myself. You know, hammer and nails in my hand is really a bad. It's not good. Hammer and nails in the hand of Jesus, however, is salvation. Salvation for the whole world. Your life, not in the hands of God, will be exactly that. Your life. And while you think you might be able to do something of significance, the truth is this, that our awesome God says in John 15, apart from me, you can do nothing. What do you mean nothing? You mean if I build, a, I build this awesome building and I amass all this wealth, I do all of these great things. Yes, if it's without God, it will burn up and actually count for nothing. Zero, zilch, nada. Our God wants to bring his kingdom through you. He wants to release his power through you. But you've got to partner with him. These fringes of his ways, I believe that God will actually show you his ways if you'll yield to him, if you'll submit to him, if you'll live for him. Our God is an awesome God. Would you stand up all across this place? Our God is an awesome he reigns from heaven above with power and love. Our God is an awesome God. Sing with us. Our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with some power and love. Our God is an awesome God. Lift your voice with us. Our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with wisdom, power, and love. Our God is an awesome God. Our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with wisdom, power, and love. Our God is 
is an awesome God. Our God is an awesome God. Our God is an awesome God. Put your hands together for the king. Come on. He's an awesome God. He's an awesome God. He can do it for you. He can heal you. He can set you free. And he can use you to be an expression of his glory. Can you say amen? Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you're not right, God forbid you would die today. But if you did, would you go to heaven? Are your sins forgiven? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you cleansed by the blood? Have you repented and believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, God's one and only Son? For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever, that's anybody in here, whoever believes on Him should not perish. There is a place of perishing. There is a hell to shun. But not perish, but have everlasting life. There is a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. And if you're here and you've never given your heart to Jesus or you need to make a recommitment to him all across this place, those over the world wide web, you say, that's me, Pastor Bracken. Then raise your hand and do it right now. Raise your hand. That's you. God bless you. I see that hand. God bless you all the way in the back. Thank you for your honesty. How about on this side? You need to get right with God. Lift your hand high. Don't play church. Get real. God bless you. I see that hand. Come on, pray with me right out loud. Say, Dear Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. And thank you for rising again from the grave for me. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Wash me and cleanse me. And make me do. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for hearing my prayer. Amen. Now I pray, Holy Spirit, fill and touch each and every one of us, God, right now. Touch, heal, break every bondage, break every curse. Depression, anxiety, addiction, go. Release your peace. Peace like a river, Lord. Give him peace like a river. Give him joy like a fountain. Give him joy. Give him joy. Give him joy this morning. Give peace like a river. Give joy, God, I pray. Give joy. There's a river that flows from the throne of God to you. It's free for you, costly for him, but free for you. You have access to drink from the river of his pleasure, as the psalmist said, at his right hand. There's pleasures forevermore. Mm. Drink from the river. Drink from the river of his joy. Drink from the river of his joy today. Let depression be washed away. Oh, oh. Drink from the river of his joy. Be free. Be healed. Be whole. In Jesus' name. Be healed. Be free. Be whole. In Jesus' name. Amen. So, don't use awesome for anything else. Because only... God 
is awesome. Come on, say it again. Say, my God is an awesome God. Take someone by the hand all across this place. Father, thank you for what you've done today. Bless your people. Cause your face to shine upon them. Lift up your countenance towards us, God. Be gracious to us. Keep us and give us peace. In Jesus' holy name, amen. God bless you. Thanks for listening to King's Chapel, Alaska and Pastor Daniel Bracken. Our passion is making disciples of Jesus Christ who fulfill God's life call and help us to be the personal, powerful, and permeating church God's called us to be. Get in touch with us anytime at 907-357-2065, 907-357-2065, or online at kcalaska.com, kcalaska.com. Friend us on Facebook and follow Pastor Daniel's tweets at Alaska Revival.